0: On this week's episode of Marketing Clock.
1: Looking to punch up your audio? Meta has
2: a boisterous new AI product for you. Are we fielding the love yet? Looker Studios' GA4 connector update adds 170 new fields.
0: DS nays? Is PMAX coming for dynamic search ads?
2: All on today's show.
0: Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock, just stay tuned, digital marketing news, but let's get specific, digital ads, SEO and analytics, social media and more, pretty much everything that I make your website perform, new shows every Friday, Friday. we give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. thank you for tuning in, you you. You know what time it is, it's officially Marketing O'Clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Greg Finn.
2: I'm Jess Bud. I'm Nicole Waddington. And
1: it is officially Marketing O'Clock.
0: Here on June 23rd, 2023. Hey everybody, I just want you to know, and I'm going to do a little disclaimer here before I get into it. There's a lot of news. It's probably going to be resolved by the time you hear this but there was the submarine that went looking for the titanic very horrific scenario where they can't be found at the moment you know all that we really think about the families and all that it's a tragic event there's 19 year old on there but i am waking up in the middle of the night thinking that i'm on the submarine and to me i can't think of a worse way to go where you can't stand up you're sitting like cross-legged with four other people Hopefully, it was fast and everything like that. Again, a horrific scenario. But, and like the only way you can get out is you're trying to Mario Kart your way like to the top with this thing. This, you're probably just like smacking the controller. You know what I mean? Like there's – it. I literally woke up at 4 a.m. thinking that I was in this submarine. So, I was trying to think of some of like the better ways to go. So many better ways. Because this this to me is now my new number one worst way. Mm-hmm. And again, hopefully it was quick. All that, there are obviously risks involved, feel terrible. What are some like, do you want to know my number one way to go?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: This is sounds stupid.
2: Like
1: a good way. Yes. Go. This yeah. is like,
0: it, I, 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 submarine now is the absolute last on my list. Mm-hmm. Number one on my list, grizzly bear fight, a grizzly bear fight. Like I'm fighting a grizzly bear. I like the fact that with this scenario, I've got a chance. Right? Small chance. Yeah. But there's a chance. Like I like that I like that element of like, hey, maybe it's one out of a million times. Maybe I like gouge an eye or something like that. You
1: ever see that movie The Grey? No. You you are the end to that film and it's the most devastating thing I've ever seen.
0: But like what if I won?
1: We don't know how the Grey ends. Liam Neeson's surrounded. You by just wolves. ruined it.
2: No one's it's the but oldest is this movie. The way, way to Best ways to die. Yeah, so I That's go. your outcome. You die.
0: Uh, yeah, because I'm dying either way. Yeah. Give me a chance. Give you a fighting. Chance. I can't. Like, and I it's can't. Bad people be gr- like,
2: Greg Finn yeah. fought yeah, a grizzly to true. death. Like, yeah. A
0: mountain lion will crush me. I get it. Like a grizzly bear is gonna get me. But like, but maybe you're there's a chance. Punch him in the snout. Maybe first. I can. Maybe I could do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just want that something. I just want like a little teeny bit of a chance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But like a shark, I got no chance. Like a great white, what am I going to do?
1: You ever see Tomb Raider? She just punches it in the nose and swims. You ever to see Deep Blue
0: Sea? Yes. Yeah. Actually, we've been talking about that
1: film a lot. It's great. <laughs> All right, how would you go? I only get one. The ultimate way to die. And I have a Spotify playlist for this called Songs to Crash a Car 2. I don't. Of I'm a. She does. Yeah, I, I'm working on it. It's highly curated. There's only like six on there.
0: I need this playlist. I'll Just share so you know, you. there's nothing I've needed more in life.
1: In <laughs> I will share it with you. It's, so here's the thing. I don't like when I talk about dying and it being exciting. I have a child, I have a husband. I don't want anyone to miss me. I do, I'm living in a vacuum in these scenarios, right? Yes. And I would love to crash a car, but I don't want to hurt somebody in the other car. So on my commute home, I go down essentially the side of like this cliff, right? And I'm just coming down into my village and there's big turns. And every time I make that one turn, I just think about if a great song was on and I just (laughs) kept going and sailed and I'm just listening to the right music and I crash. I don't give a f**k. It'd be awesome. (laughs) That's how I want to go. You got
0: to do that when you're like 99.
1: Fine, mm-hmm. I'll okay. wait until then. I will work on this playlist. We got
0: Nobody can get hurt. Yeah, I don't other want you. anyone
1: to get hurt other than me, but I yeah. just feel like at a high rate of speed with a good song, you could either hit a wall and it'd be great, or you could just sail into this oblivion. This is a
0: really dark mm-hmm.
2: show. <laughs> but I'm excited about it.
0: All right, Nicole. whatever,
2: Nicole. Yeah. Um, Getting bit by a vampire.
0: Those aren't oh, real. Oh, that's good, though. Yeah. If they were real.
1: If yeah. they were real, that's pretty good. Yeah. You get to bleed out and live forever.
0: Yeah, and you get to, like, just rock. Like, a zombie would be the worst. Yeah, I know. Because then you're just, like, perpetuity, know just roaming. Mm-hmm. But you're, like, that, you're going to get a cool cape. It's going to be great. Another one, <laughs> another couple honorable mentions I've heard in the past. <laughs> this wasn't mine. This isn't an original thought. But, like, being on one of those flying wingsuits and just, like, hitting something hard. Cliff but diving. Like, mm-hmm. But those wingsuits where yeah. you're flying yeah. along. Like, that, that'd that be fast. Be you get a fun. good
2: view. Yeah,
0: yeah. All right, enough of me and my nightmares that literally kept me up for two hours at 4 a.m. today. I digress. Let's get to the marketing news. We've got a, a jam-packed show for you here. We're recording a little earlier than we usually do here on Wednesday, but Nicole, I know that you've just lookering ahead at your notes here. I know you've got some um, good news for fellow marketers.
2: yes so looker studio has rolled out a major update to its system unveiling 170 new fields for reporting but in order to access this new data you just need to make sure that you're refreshing your ga4 data sources so some of these new fields include landing page landing page plus query string page location page refer session conversion rate by event name and time dimensions like hour a week and all of these seem very basic to me. Like these existed in UA and UA sunsetting. And by the time you're listening to this, about a week. I know. And we're- it's crazy that you're just getting these fields. But we have them now. Refresh your data sources. Um, and if you haven't, set up your GA4 instance.
0: Yeah, we're eight days away. And it's like, all right, we can finally get landing page to pull in to Mm Looker studio and before you had to find like first page source. Then like it's, this is a disaster.
1: Unbelievable. Do we think that there's a chance that come July second, UA is still working?
0: I know people keep like saying that that's going to be the case. I I don't think so. I think this is just a huge, huge miss on Google's behalf. And you they cannot tell me otherwise. Looking at this product, this is not a fully baked product, and we can see because it's June 23rd here today, and we are just getting the ability in their own reporting system that's already constrained through API rate limits that we can finally see a landing page. You cannot tell me that that is a planned like, oh, this is our go-to-market product. No, they're pushing it out as is. I don't see them... It would be great if they're like, hey, surprise, you now have till 2024. Don't think that's going to happen whatsoever.
1: No, I feel like they probably would have told us by now because they would want the pat on the back for being smart.
0: This is not ready yeah. for, you know, human consumption at the moment. They
1: gave us a year's notice. They could have pushed harder mm-hmm. to get it ready. That's Yeah, the they
0: could have
2: pushed they're harder. have the hard to put that yeah. egregious red box Ugh. every and single countdown time you go Yes, but not to put fields like this like six months ago. Yeah. So, agree. Yeah.
0: All right, the writing has been on the wall for a long time, and now I guess we have more writing on the wall (laughs) where Mike Ryan, at Mike Ryan Retail, great follow on Twitter, says it has a screenshot um, from Thomas Excel. Excel, I don't know, Thomas, let us know. But Mike says DSAs are, quote, upgrading, end quote, to PMAX. And he says, we all know that euphemism. It's like when mom and dad... Send the dog, quote, to the farm. This is a long anticipated oh, wow. move. And if you look at the recommendations here, it's, again, it's using that very googly verbiage when they want you to do something, saying upgrade, right? Not change, not anything like that. Upgrade your search DSA campaigns to performance max. Get more conversion value by upgrading your search DSA campaigns to performance max. And then the the final description says upgrade your eligible search DSA campaigns to performance max. I don't know why they keep repeating that. And then it They says, want you to do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it says, your existing asset settings and budget will be used to create new performance max campaigns. I'm assuming when they're talking about assets, they're going to just reach into other campaigns and grab things. Or if you have image assets, they're going to use those. But then where does the video come through? Are they just going to make, make that video asset? And the other thing that to me seems disingenuous with this is it is a very different product, Mm -hmm. right? Like search DSA campaigns or dynamic search ads, you put in some URLs or a full website or a category of your website, and it'll go out, read what's on those pages, and then create ads and you can make that description and it'll make the headline. This performance max is almost like the exact opposite of that where you can either, I guess, give your whole website and maybe that's what it's doing, But if you've got search DSAs that are targeting specific categories, Performance Max does not allow you to target a specific, there's like no regex in Performance Mm -hmm. Max. You can say, go to the final URL that you have there, or you can use exclusions to try to guide what content you want Performance Max to use. So it's almost like the inverse of DSAs where you can put in all these different sections of your site. Performance max, you almost have to like block all these sections of your site. So I'm very interested to see if somebody did choose this, if it would try to target. I don't know why it would. I would imagine it would just do across the full site and not to the final URL. But um, it just seems odd to me to try to convert that because it works almost the exact opposite when you're trying to get to a location.
1: Yeah, just say that you're sunsetting DSAs and you recommend performance max.
0: Yeah, and I'd imagine they'll just be like, you know, go to any page on the site. But if you have certain restrictions now, you just literally cannot bring that over because you're targeting, not excluding, if that makes sense.
1: The whole thing, I mean, what you're saying makes sense. It does not make sense.
0: Yeah, and we've seen some some DSA performance drop, especially like April. A bunch of them have come back. But, you know, it's one of those things when Google wants something to work, it will work, right or wrong, they make it work.
1: Up next, from Meta, introducing VoiceBox, the most versatile AI for speech generation. And I don't know if you've ever met AI you didn't like. I think we all have.
0: Bard. <laughs>
1: and this one could suck too. We don't know. It's still pretty early on in development and it's calling itself a research project. It does seem pretty cool with the details that we have. So what can it do? It can have, it it does, in context text-to-speech synthesis, so it can use an audio sample as short as two seconds long to then match the audio style and use it for text-to-speech generation, which is neat. Um, There's a video associated with this article as well that I'm assuming is using the technology, and it's really weird because it, like, ends with, I think we can do pretty cool things with a tool like this. It's very, very strange. Um, But sounds very natural. Speech editing and noise reduction tables, you might like this. You can recreate a portion of speech that's interrupted by noise or replace misspoken words without having to re-record. We could definitely mm-hmm. benefit from this because we're flubbing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's They describe it as an eraser for audio editing, and the example they gave was a dog barking in the background. But like, think about our old studio and all the noises we had. Mm-hmm. This would have been super cool just to get rid of that.
0: Yeah, Tables in Victoria made me record this video yesterday. They, like, forced me against my will to make this video. Yeah. And I re-listened to it. I didn't have time to re-record it, but it sounded like I was, like, gargling. So we need to, mm. to get this voice box on their table so I don't sound like I'm gargling like an ogre the whole time.
1: Yeah, just rinse in your throat, some salt water. Uh, a couple other cool things you can do, cross-lingual style transfer. So you give a sample of someone's speech um, and a passage of text in – there's – certain languages this works in so i'll name those english french german spanish polish and portuguese so a sample in any of those, it can then produce a reading of the text you provide in any of the other languages in the same voice, which is really cool. And then they say it has diverse speech sampling, which can generate speech that's more representative of how people talk in the real world, because it has a diverse set of data that it's been learning from in, again, those six languages. So still under development, but I could see how this could be really cool for creators, professional communicators. If you have clients in another language or in another region that speak another language, you want to talk to them, could be really cool. And it's game changing for NPCs pun intended <laughs> I don't know I just feel like again it's got probably a long way to go but voiceover on Fiverr might be a thing of the past if you can just do this
0: yeah we'll see I mean things are getting good things
1: are getting really good
0: yeah and I know I talked about it last week in the, the must read marketing article of the week but Fred valleys had an awesome pre- I didn't talk about Fred's but he had an awesome presentation where he basically wrote a bunch of text. He went to Mind Journey, turned it into a video, and then put it in his own voice. You can still get that over at searchmarketingexpo.com forward slash SMX forward slash advanced. Um, it's called like Dominating with GPT or something like that. But it's getting really good. Like a, a lot of this. I know Tables, you made that one uh, track where it was a robot Jess mm-hmm. talking, which is fun. Was pretty
1: close. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I'm excited for this.
1: Yeah. Could be cool. All
0: right. And there are changes coming to Merchant Center. There are a few changes that are beginning immediately. So there are new countries where shipping cost is required. Uh, Those countries are Denmark, Portugal, Sweden, Finland, Norway, Slovakia, Greece, Hungary, Romania, and then there's going to be three countries where it will be coming soon, Brazil, India, and New Zealand. So if you do not have your shipping costs in your feed at the shipping attribute, you will not be eligible for auction um, in those countries. Additionally, if you have product that's certified by something, like let's say it's like energy efficiency labeling, there's a new certification attribute that will be available in the feed and it can have authority, the name, and then the code that your certification like hits, which is awesome. Um, And then for, this is just a weird one, but if you have um, local inventory ads and the free local listings, you are required to have... Um, The quantity attribute and the availability attribute was optional. Now it's the opposite. So they're going to switch it to say you need to have the availability attribute and the quantity attribute optional. I don't know why they're just switching it up, but they are. So if you sell local stuff, just be aware. And then they're going to have you supply an expiration date if there's a product that's expiring. So let's say like limited time products that end at the end of the week or something like that, flash sales, things like that. And then the biggest change is that if you misuse the out-of-stock availability with your Merchant Center products, um, all your ads are going to be disapproved, or all those products are going to be disapproved. People have been in the past putting it as out-of-stock when they really just wanted to pause it for making it into the feed. Mm. If you put it as out-of-stock and it's really in stock, it's going to be disapproved. Um, Google did come out with that pause attribute, and that's a way that you can toggle things on and off. So you have to use pause. You can't just be like the availability is out of stock if you're still selling it on, on your site. So I think that's the biggest takeaway for people that could get in trouble. And then obviously all those new countries that have to have that shipping price.
1: Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption.
0: We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Menachem Ani, who basically started a thread from a quote tweet he had from Hey, It's Alex P, where Alex said, feels like a key to success with meta ads is having the courage to do nothing. And Menahem said, Google Ads too. And then Corey uh, Kohler chimed in and said, might be the top on the list of the modern Google Ads management list of advice. The urge to is strong to tinker, especially for an old school Google Ads manager like me who had more level levers to pull back in the day. And here's the take of the week from Menahem. He says, and this is a quote from a client. I looked at the change history and I don't see any changes, end quote. To which Menahem says, Yes, that's purposeful, right? Like it's doing what we wanted yeah. to do. We got it Leave set it up. Leave it alone. Yeah. If
1: it ain't broke, don't fix it. You
0: see so many times people just tinker around in there and just change things, get back to learning mode. Like mm-hmm. if it's like, yeah, we got it going. Yeah, Let you don't go. have to make a change every day. 100% love it. That's like front runner for my take of the year.
1: Hmm. Now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. I See Why Am I people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have.
2: Alright, this week's ICYMI is from Brie E. Anderson at Brie underscore E underscore Anderson. And let me just start off by saying, Brie is a must follow on Twitter for all things analytics, especially GA4. And she's always sharing helpful tips when it comes to transitioning your accounts to GA4. This week she tweeted, please, for the love of anything good, puppies, babies, chocolate, etc. Double check this right now. If you connected your ua and ga4 accounts you still need to opt out of auto migration and she includes a screenshot of a google help article and this was big i did not realize that after you've configured your ga4 property if you're good if you're a good advertiser and you're prepared for the migration you still need to make sure you opt out otherwise they're going to migrate your ua settings into ga4 even though you've already set up your ga4 the way you want it to be So I flagged it to our data team. We'll be checking all of our clients' accounts for this, but make sure you check yours. Thank you for flagging that to our data team. (laughs) You're (laughs)
1: welcome. Now it's time for this week's pew, pew, lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social.
2: This week in paid news, first up, Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail tweeted, Sorry for this horrible pick, but receipts. As you know, PMAX is coming to Microsoft Ads. You might not know that it has more metrics in the placements report. This takes direct aim at Google's very black box-ish placements that share impressions but nothing else. Will Google follow suit? And then it looks like he includes what's a screenshot from a Microsoft presentation with the announcements. And under differentiators, it says, we are adding more reporting metrics to our version of Performance Max, having received feedback that impressions does not give enough visibility. So I'm a little yeah. skeptical of like Performance Max on Microsoft anyway, just because their automated bidding and keyword matching yeah. suck. But if this means that it'll up ante and you know push Google to build out its reporting a little bit, that's a win, I think.
0: My my biggest gripe with this is that they're calling it Performance Max. It is a dumb Like you don't. This is you don't need that name.
1: They could have reinvented it. And yeah, it you
0: something. can call it your AI solution. A, a something better than mm-hmm. Performance Max.
1: I think they just want people to be excited. I think they think people like
0: performance. Max. But nobody's gonna be excited over like a clone copycat. You know what I mean? Make mm-hmm. it like I don't know, Awesomeo. Max, something <laughs> I don't know, something.
2: Amax, Amax,
0: <laughs> love it.
2: And then next up in paid, we have Anthony Higman at Anthony Higman on Twitter. He said, "Just spotted Google adding new verticals to healthcare in the local service ads platform. And with this, I'm starting to believe more and more that in a few years, it will only be local service ads and Pmax as options for advertising on Google." And he includes a screenshot with all the new healthcare services options.
0: I don't think he's wrong. He's smart, that Tony that Tony Eggman's the smart one. Tony we trust.
2: <laughs> and more from Google Ads, store sales reporting and bidding are now available across Performance Max campaigns. So this will allow advertisers to measure total sales, whether the customer shopped on the web, an app or in store. This will give advertisers smart bidding capabilities to, that optimize your Google Ads for store sales conversions. Holistic measurement with ROAS calculations for both online and offline conversions. And alignment of reporting methodology across store visits and store sales. So you can gain insights into store visit to purchase rate by campaign. And I will just say that this Google Help article said Omnichannel nine times. It's Ugh. a pretty short article too. So, Ugh. And last in paid... Walmart Connect, the retailer's U.S. advertising division, is beta testing a new in-store advertising format, according to details shared with Marketing Dive. So this includes in-store demo stations to help drive brand discovery and conversions and adding a QR code to carts that can link out to custom walmart.com landing pages. They also have the Walmart Radio Network, which is a station that broadcasts in-stores, is also and this is also going to have ads for the first time letting buyers target their upper, upper funnel messages to specific locations and markets the article also mentioned that Walmart is the largest brick and mortar retailer in the world so definitely some big opportunities for re, for advertisers to get in front of an audience while they're in store
0: i love that's when i'm trying to unwind it's always always just w r n That's what I'm. That's always listening to, the Walmart Radio Network. Can you believe that? Like, do you think there's multiple? Like, network makes it seem like there's more channels.
2: Yeah, there's just good point. They're forcing. They're forcing like 2,000 soft rock on you while you shop in Walmart.
0: Yeah, the uh, forcing. Oh,
2: (laughs) spoon feed me, baby. Have you
0: have you tuned in to the Illinois WRN? No. It's amazing. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. A lot of corn. Yeah
2: and i like eric sufer at eric underscore sufer on twitter replied to the tweet of this article and said everything is an ad network which seems to be true
0: all right and heading into our organic section this week we are greeted by anthony higman anthony higman on Twitter, and he says he, well, he screen grabbed a story from Forbes. It says, Google warns employees about chatbots, including its own bard, out of privacy concerns, the report says. And Anthony says, wait, wasn't this just added to all Gmail and Workspace accounts? Exclamation, question mark, exclamation, question mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, hit Google. Like, I love how they're being like, oh, AI is going to power everything. You're going to use AI to get better ads. Oh, we're going to use all your advertiser's data. Oh, we're going to put it in your Gmail, read every single email you get. Oh, but also, like, hey, guys, this, this might not be good. <laughs> this might, this whole thing, I was like, it might not be good. Might like, not. you know, maybe don't use, don't use BARD. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was a funny juxtaposition there. Okay. R.I.P. in peace to Google Domains. Eight years after Domains launched, It is now being sold off to uh, Squarespace. So Google Domains was one of those forays into product that actually worked well. It was a great interface. They had a lot of different vanity URLs. It was one of the better, like just interfaces in general, and Google's just done with it. And from the article from Ars Technica by Kevin Purdy, I think Buffalo, Buffalonian, I believe, he says, Eight years after Google Domains launched, a little more than a year after it graduated out of beta, Google is, quote, winding down a transition period, unquote, as part of, quote, efforts to sharpen our focus, unquote. That's corporate ease for we need to keep cost cutting. So we're selling this business. We just finished shaping up to Squarespace. There is nothing wrong with Google Domains.
1: I use it. I haven't received an email either about this. I'm a little concerned.
0: Like, that is a good long-term play. And it makes sense. It makes... Yeah. And at some point, you can build a solution around it. You have a jacked-up analytics solution that might be usable someday. Like, you could offer that, like, a pre... There is nothing but upside here, and they just took this thing and are putting it away.
1: Couldn't just hold on to it.
0: No. Hmm. And I just loved this section of the article. Article from Kevin, he says... However clean and orderly a transition the two companies try to emulate, the sale cannot help but further Google's image as a company that readily gives up on projects that aren't core to its advertising business, even those that have matured and would seem to encourage a tie-in with Google accounts. I'm sure whoever started Google Domains is no longer at Google, and that's that's why everybody's so dumb there that they can't see like a tie-in and be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, we can come up with product here. Oh, we can you know help them advertise their domains. Uh, Google just cannot do product. They cannot do product, as as we've seen time and time again. Their only thing that they can do well is ads. That's it.
1: Team PAID is like shaking their heads right now, but yeah, go ahead.
0: Right? Like there's not, name, name, they just shut down Stadia. They didn't even tell their developers before they shut it down. You're like, hey, go build all these games. Take all of the only thing you have in life, time, and build games for Stadia. They don't even tell them they're shutting it down. They can't make, they're like, Google Plus is it. They got everybody, eh, Plus, everything, it's circles, it's the future. They shut the thing, everything just gets shut right down. That's what happens.
1: Nobody's arguing with you. We're just laughing that they make a good ads product.
0: Well, it's, I mean, debatable. It's an ads product. <laughs> All right. And from Barry Schwartz, I just love how he finished this article. He's like, there are now 13 different options that you could turn off in your business, in your My Business Profile. <laughs> And it's I feel over. Like that he
1: wants you to turn them
0: off. Yeah, to turn on or off. He yeah. said, to be oh, fair, he said on okay. or off. Okay, okay. And there's a bunch of different <laughs> things. I just say off because, like, you probably. Don't I want agree.
1: Look at these. Turn but them it's all like
0: off. Customer messages, reviews, question and answers. There's all these different email notifications. And at the end of his article, he's like, "I think this is new. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Barry." Okay, and from Twitch, we talked about it a few weeks back. That Twitch was trying to eliminate the ways that a bunch of Twitchers, Tweakers, what do you call them?
1: Tweakers are like twatches, feds, right? Twatches. Twatches.
0: So a bunch of ways that the the Twitch folks um, could monetize. <laughs> you could only have a certain number of pixels to show messages, and you couldn't like burn in ads. They now have the Partners Plus program, and that's going to offer 70% share on net subscription revenue to, to streamers who meet the qualification criteria. And you have to have, um, I think, 350 recurring paid subscriptions for three consecutive months. And once that happens, you're going to be a Partner Plus program. But a lot of folks are leaving Twitch because... The, again, again, the writing's on the wall and there's more writing on the wall and people just keep writing over the wall that they hate you over on Twitch and whatever.
1: You know, that's what happens when you call them twatches. What would you say?
0: What's the right way to call I like Twitchers? Twitch folks. Twitch folks. <laughs> Twitch
1: folks is good.
0: <laughs> and from Brittany Mueller, at Brittany Mueller on Twitter, she has a tweet that says, Google, and then it is all crossed off this next section here. Report automatically created content. And then it reads underneath it "report spam," and it's a link to the reporting tool where you can, you know, show a website that's spammy, deceptive, low quality, something like that. And now on that page, I think this is new. I haven't seen that before. I also don't. I'm not a narc. You know, yeah, you I'm not know a rat. narc. Yeah, I don't narc out paid links or bad sites. If something's dangerous, I might, but like whatever. It's
1: called the internet. Get over yourself, right? I know. Not you. But-
0: But now you can put in that page URL, and and one of the options that you can choose from is you can say that this spammy, deceptive, or low-quality web page, it says, what exactly happened here? And there's now a bubble you can check that says, automatically generated content. To which I thought was funny, a response to Brittany from Casey Mraz, at Casey Mraz on Twitter said, should you also use this to report the scraped content from Google's generative AI results? (laughs) Okay, from John Mueller. We're just going to keep it Mueller centric here for these last two. He says, fire emoji 302 redirects are fine. Fire emoji. Focus on me, not on John. If you are moving a site, and you're permanently redirecting a site, (laughs) do not listen to this Googler's advice. He's saying Use a, per, a temporary redirect, a.k.a. a 302 redirect. And I'm telling you to not be a fucking idiot and to use a permanent redirect when a page goes from one page permanently to another page. Yeah. 302 redirects are fine for temporary redirect, and I mean, just do what the redirect is meant to do. I don't care about Google. I don't care. If you're permanently moving something, just permanently move it and be done. Right. And nobody should ever take this to anybody "Well, he said it was fine. Fu- no. He said that they're fine." Sure, they're fine. They're fine. But use things the way they're supposed to be used.
1: You go on vacation, do you have your mail forwarded? No, you move to another house permanently. Permanently. You have your mail forwarded?
0: Changed even some say.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: like, yeah, like it has
1: changed. <laughs> yeah. I, just, uh,
0: I don't know. It's just these things out of context. Like, sure, they're fine.
1: They're fine, but don't. what's with the double fire emojis? You think you're being revolutionary and you're giving people bad advice.
0: And just just to be clear, this makes you, Google, look like a fing idiot too. Like you're like, oh, they're fine, these temporary things. No. You should be helping like there's a way to do something. When your page is gone forever, you should use the thing <laughs> that's used for being gone forever. I can Permanent.
1: Mark. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe it's the fire emojis. But this, are like, this, this, this is, is gonna,
0: fine. This is what's going to happen. And everybody in the agency is shaking their head right now. They're going along with the beat on this. Some client is going to come and be like, well, we can only do, th- what about 302s? I have this tweet here that there's a fire and three or twos are fine. And the fire and there's another fire at the end. It's like, I don't care. Do the thing the right way. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. You shouldn't care about what John Mueller has here. If you're redirecting something that is going to be gone forever, it should be a permanent redirect because that's what f-ing permanent means.
1: Did he just tweet this out of nowhere? Also, this isn't a reply to anything. He's just out there tweeting. I don't know. But that's important. I feel like that is important. If somebody was like, I could only do 302s, oh my God, and he's like, that's fine, whatever, that's one thing. But, imagine, imagine, but just, just to be, just, just
0: to tweet. Just, just imagine, I'm like, hey, everybody, Cypress North, what we're gonna do here is we are gonna start going on a red light. We're just gonna f- go for it on a red light. All right? And you know what? If it's a green light, just feel free to stop. Everything's fine. Everything green lights are fine. Red lights are fine. F-ing yellow lights, take them. I don't care. They're all fine. Everything's fine. No, you have <laughs> rules and ways to do stuff. It's too much. Just just stop it.
1: That's what I mean. Why did you just put this out and there? And I don't care for no if you're reason. Google.
0: You're not better than the internet. You're just a little company that isn't even going to be here in 10 years because you're running yourself into the ground. Next up. You all right? Yeah, we got John again. John
1: <laughs> aspirin or something? No, I'm great.
0: I just want everyone. I'm always great. It's we just. Know. We know. I just. I. I this. I. I. Worry about all these agencies that are now gonna have these pointless conversations because they saw some some message there from somebody that is not literally not the internet. You're a, a spokesperson for Google. All right, well, let's keep it here with John here. And this is something I sincerely agree with, John. Somebody, uh, Fabrizio Bellarini, said that um, it was talking about redirects, right? And he didn't say whether 302s or 301s or any (laughs) of that nonsense. But um, there was a conversation from John Corellis and said, hashtag SEO squad. Somebody recently asked me if it was beneficial to launch a new domain a bit before the migration and redirect the whole thing a bit later. I suppose a couple of weeks. I saw TransferWise did this too. Is Is it a good idea? And John Mueller says, reduces the risk, IMO. Do you know the best time to launch your new website? The best day? No. Yesterday. Get it up fast. If you've got something new that you can put up temporarily, 100%, why wouldn't you do this? Like, always. And then let it get indexed, and then redirect everything over. After that, do your change of of, of domain. Like, do all that. Like, it's fine. Get it up now. Everybody's always waiting. There's no waiting with with with. Domains. Let's just get it going. Yesterday. You know what's even better than yesterday? Two days ago. <laughs> All right. And lastly here from Microsoft News on Twitter, they say, get ready for a ride. At Mercedes-Benz is bringing chat GPT into its vehicles, providing drivers and passengers with even more intuitive voice control. So if you're a Mercedes-Benz driver, you can now GPT on the GO. Wow. Yeah.
1: To quote you yesterday, thank goodness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine. Like,
1: I like that the passengers can do it too. Mm-hmm. Stop the car! Could you imagine if you were driving? And you yelled. I, <laughs> think,
0: I think it's for, yeah. It just shuts down.
1: Backseat drivers are moving up, baby. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not what this is. <laughs> I don't know what this is either. Shall we do social? Mm-hmm. Here's a tweet from Elon Musk. Accounts that try to game our verification system with non-sequitur Se- sequitur self-promotion or advertise in a misleading way will be suspended. So take that. Somebody replied with, what is non-sequitur self-promotion? And Elon's super helpful response was the opposite of sequitur. And here I am at midnight because we're recording early, Googling what the fuck any of this means because I'm a dummy. <laughs> And non sequitur is a conversational literary device often used for comedic purposes. So thank you, Elon, for being helpful while you're funny. It's basically you list like things and then the outcome doesn't make sense with the things. It it doesn't matter. The point is it's an unwarranted leap or logic. So I guess if you're just... Being on Twitter, you can be suspended. I don't know.
0: I like how we all just like got a little lesson of education into the mind of Jess But Like, <laughs> oh, here's a word. Do
1: <laughs> you know what I was doing while I was Googling this? No, what were you doing? I was watching Gone in 60 Seconds, the Nicolas Cage version. Oh,
0: <clears throat> with Angelina Jolie, right? I love her so
1: much. Sticking with the bird, congratulations to Twitter Blue subscribers because you can now tweet a tweet with up to 25,000 characters. You can ask yourself who's gonna type that and who's gonna read it, and it sounds like bullshit, right? Wrong because if you pair it with the new inline image functionality that also rolled out to Bluebirds last week, you basically have a blogging platform. You can write a blog post on Twitter. So if you're there, this might be useful to you. That's a thing.
0: I have a confession to make.
1: I would love to hear it. How many days since your last? Well, which one?
0: confession do you want? The Twitter one? What else you got uh, <laughs> 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 yeah I, I thought I was gonna hate the change from 140 to 280 and I thought I was gonna hate the change to like long form tweets mm-hmm. I don't care right like sometimes it's interesting and I'll look most of the times I just pass right by'. Him. Yeah. Like It's nice that you don't have to see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's also nice I don't have to read a freaking thread in that somebody can respond mm-hmm. to the entirety of an article and you don't have to look at all the different threaded tweets to try to figure out mm-hmm. who's responding to what. I kind of like it. I would have said 100% probability I hate it, but I like it. Yeah. It is the death of the thread emoji, which was really feeling That's its heyday. Yeah. We could put it in, in memoriam for the clock
1: skirts if we remember. But beyond that, like who gives a sh- Write it, read it, or don't. Next up, TikTok is preparing to break into online shopping with what they've dubbed internally as Project S. And I imagine that S stands for retail. From the Financial Times, (laughs) TikTok is expanding its online retail offerings. Its parent company, ByteDance, is selling products through the viral video app, challenging rivals such as Sheen Sheen, Mm -hmm. and Amazon. So um, in recent weeks, UK users have begun to see a new shopping feature within TikTok that is called Trendy Beat. And it is a section offering items that have proven popular in videos such as, here's the examples from the article, extracting earwax or brushing off pet hair from clothing. I think I have both those problems, but I don't use TikTok. So The model is similar to how Amazon makes and promotes its own range of products. So there's like Amazon branded stuff. That's essentially what they're doing here. And according to internal sources, ByteDance is using, this is pretty smart, TikTok's knowledge of things that are going viral to acquire those products or make a version themselves. And it sounds like they're doing it fast enough for this to actually work, which is crazy and awesome. Um, They've also recruited some employees from Sheen to help them do this right. TikTok said um confirmed the financial times that it is currently testing the feature we're always exploring new ways to enhance our community's experience and we're in the early stages of experimenting with new shopping features so again you can shop on tiktok but this is like tiktok branded stuff based on what's trending so we'll see it's being tested in the uk i didn't see anything about it being in the u.s but if you see it interesting things to come From Lindsey Gamble at Lindsey Gamble underscore on Twitter, new LinkedIn now separates post engagements and mentions in post, in posts, in notifications, posts similar to Twitter. It's a mouthful, but basically your notifications are being separated whether you are mentioned in something or if it was an engagement on your own post. Um, Lindsay also says, I can see LinkedIn adding a tab for creators who are top voices like the Verified tab for users subscribed to Twitter Blue. It's interesting and I also think it's nice for people with no time if they want to sort through what's important to them. Key engagements one way or the other. It's a nice way to kind of segment things. Speaking of LinkedIn, the platform said late last week, this is a quote, Thanks to your invaluable feedback, we've learned that some of our creation tools aren't facilitating your ability to share all of your amazing experiences and expertise with our community. This includes carousels." profile video and the ability to embed clickable links with an image or video to your post. So starting June 26th, we will be removing these tools, though your current posts will still be viewable. So RIP in peace. I hope you didn't like those features because they are going away. Moving on to meta, some new sh- for creators, they've added an inspiration hub. Everything is a f-ing hub. It's in the professional dashboard. It'll showcase popular Reels, hashtags, topics, and music so if you need inspiration. They also have a new templates hub in the Reels Composer, things that are trending and popular that you can use then to create your own Reels. They've also made it easier to create said Reels. They're combining audio, music, and text in a unified editing screen. If you need help with your timing, you can do it all in one place. Can
0: we just call Reels video at this point?
1: I think we should. Can we yeah. just call it video? Yeah. Let's be real. Haven't used that before. So better data is coming to the professional dashboard. So there are some metrics that were previously only available in the meta business suite, um, such as page profile level, real insights on reach and interactions, um, followers attributed to a real distribution health and retention graphs. Those will now also be in the professional dashboard. So if you use that, that's great for you. And they have plans to roll out new metrics as well to that dashboard that will show creators how their accounts are performing at a more granular level. So um, interactions and consumptions by format, followers, -followers, non-followers, etc. And if you are creating something amazing, people might want to keep it. Now they can because Instagram will allow users to download publicly posted Reels content so if you see a reel that you like and you want to save it to your camera roll you can creeps rejoice <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many of you saved so far
1: zero i haven't opened the app in a while oh. now it's time for this week's wth misguided i hated all of that I'm like who does that <laughs> Just get rid of it. where bad. we rant rave and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? <laughs> Honestly, see what had us asking.
0: W-T-H this week. This week's W-T-H comes from Jeffrey underscore Coyle on Twitter, Jeff Coyle. And Jeff says, slang-related plagiarism stew is my at Google S-G-E, Google AI gawk of the week. We don't need as many hashtags, Jeff, just for the record. But he says, the example given here made my month. What exactly is the father implying? And he gives a hat tip to Garrett Sussman and Vavron Pitch. It looks like Jeff put into Google SGE, what does down to clown mean? And Google SGE came back with the fact of saying, quote, down to clown, quote, is a slang expression it means someone is willing to do something. For example, a father might say, quote, <laughs> she is down to clown, unquote, to imply that his daughter is willing to engage in sexual tomfoolery, period.
1: I have a, what? I have a problem here. I have several.
0: What is going on? she, What's happening with SGE? Oh. Like... You could have used any word that wasn't father. And then how does the dad know that the daughter's interested in this tomfoolery? Like, is he, like, what is going on with it? Like, what an example that you chose as you, you're just like, yeah, like, you know, you know, just like out there in the streets, just, you talk to dad and be like, hey, you know, Tabitha. She Down to clown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love my daughter. Tom Foolery. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> no. So again, I I still haven't come to grips with the fact that, that it is still SG is still so bad from a user experience standpoint. Like it is still unusable. I they c they're gonna launch it in twenty twenty four, it seems nobody is going to use this thing. There are no links. There's no way to get more information. There's no way to click on product and just get there. There are so many more clicks. It's a disaster. But the only thing that is really good at is moments like these.
1: I agree. Yeah? This is good for entertainment value.
0: Yeah. Down it's, to o- clown. it's the only yeah. thing it's, it's really down to clown for.
1: And that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes it's time for working hard or hardly working where we talk about what's going on in our irl work
2: good bad or otherwise great this week's working hard or hardly working for me is working hard microsoft email alerts for auto apply so i got an email the other day um from microsoft advertising with the subject New recommendations will auto-apply soon for account, and then it has the code and name of the account. I just you know, don't like auto-opt-in, but I appreciate that you're at least sending an email to me about it um, compared to some other ad platforms, so working yeah. hard. This is
1: the same platform, though, that was like, yo, if we didn't email you to get verified, That's true. call us. <laughs> <laughs> Hidden in a blog post, so yeah. All right.
0: Something working hard. I talked about it last week in the must read marketing article of the week. I was talking to Corey Henke and we had the presentation that I thought was one of the best at SMX advance last week. Infeed YouTube, we've transitioned a bunch to Infeed. It's really fun. It's cool. You could, you have, you can choose like a thumbnail or specific images. And as Corey says in the presentation, it's more of a lean in than like a more kind of passive viewing of things. And it's 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 awesome. I'm like really digging it so far and going to put a lot more effort towards infeed moving forward.
1: So for me, I don't know if this is working in any way. I'm just going to leave it here because we've talked a lot about attribution and GA4 and the madness that that is. But I was looking at the attribution model comparison in GA4's advertising reports and the last advertising reports. Let me... Say, we spend a lot of money on Google in this account. The last click data was exactly the same as the data-driven model. That's all I'm going to say. Just going to leave it there.
0: That's not what I say. Google Ads usually looks a little bit better.
1: That's what I'm saying. This was an advertising report. So Google Ads, do you know what I'm saying? Oh. We spend a lot, Mm -hmm. bottom funnel. Data-driven, last click. Google's making money, no comment.
0: Oh, you should invest more in branded search, Jess.
1: And now for this week's
0: cool tool.
1: As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a PMAX script. So let it rip from Lucas Vizdos at six clicks by way of Boris Beckerick on LinkedIn. Thank you for sharing. It's a Google ad script that helps you analyze the impact of changes, such as adding a new ad or adjusting target ROAS, budget, et cetera, detect errors in your campaigns, and even track the impact on PMAX from adjustments you might have made in other campaigns, all by visualizing your data in a look stud dashboard. So you can set different look back windows, segment data by month, week, day, it's pretty awesome it's a very nice output there's a screenshot of it as well it's just really nice for high level view the only caveat here is that it works on the mcc level but the good news is you can specify which accounts you want it to run on so it's not just going to look at anything so agency people don't worry too much it's not going to look at everything you can tell it what to look at Um, but it's free and it comes complete with a setup guide there is some configuration you'll need but it's got screenshots and instructions on how to configure that script exactly to get what you want so it's great stuff team paid bookmark this as always, we will have the link in our newsletter at marketingclockcom newsletter as well as on discordcommunity.marketingclock.com. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week, an article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show.
0: This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from the one, the only, the Glenn Gabe from G-Squared Interactive. Glenn writes the best blog posts on SEO. They are in-depth. They have great results. It's Glenn. They're going to have that. But I think the thing he does the best is describing what the problem is. In his article called Disavowing the Disavow Tool, how a site owner finally removed a disavow file with 15,000 domains, stopped continually disavowing links, and then surged back from the dead is a must read if you've ever even considered dabbling with the disavow tool. Glenn talks in depth as to how he thinks the disavow tool is going away. He's going to be right. He always is. And then um, a few things I like, just a couple of quick quotes from there. He says, it's important to note that many of these companies reaching out to me have never bought links, participated in any link schemes, et cetera. After I explain more about the disavow tool to these site owners, why it was created, when Google actually recommends to use it, hint not often, my calls with those site owners often go eerily silent. Uh, and he's got an example talking about those 15,000 disavow uh, URLs that were put through. And just showcasing what can happen after. He's not saying it is causation, but it is a pretty direct correlation with the bounce back. Um, and if you are ever considering disavow tool usage, you need to read this while the tool still exists. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Glenn. Must read GSQI.com. Go check it out.
2: And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to, which you can find over at playlist.marketingoclock.com. What's going on the playlist this week, Greg?
0: I've been on like a tailspin of placebo since Jess recommended that on Friday. I've listened to basically 80% of my life has been placebo. So I'm going to go with song to say goodbye by placebo. Such a good
1: song. I've made so many dinners to that song. (laughs) And Jess, what are you adding? <laughs> I've also made a lot of dinners lately to murder by death, so I'm going with rum brave. Oh, topical.
2: And I will be adding I go, we go by 2007. All right, that does it for today's show.
0: It is officially not Marketing
2: O'Clock. Thanks for listening. We miss you already. Can't
0: wait to see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingo'clock.com/newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingo'clock.com to join.
0: Welcome to shooting the heck. Where after our famous Friday news shows, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the heck. And this week, we're playing everybody's favorite game—the game that y'all might be the worst at. Oh, Oh, travel buddies. No, you're bad at travel buddies. Y'all are worse at trivia. And we're doing summertime trivia. This week here in the US, we just saw the summer solstice, the longest day of the year. So we're going after summer trivia. This is not Price is Right rules. You can go over many of these questions you have to get closest to the pin on. Okay, which summer month is believed to have the highest number of birthdays in the United States? Jess. Jess. August. Jess is on the board with one. Nailed it. Okay. Because
1: everybody's banging on New Year's.
0: <laughs> what percentage? <Nicole's> <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a family friendly show. <laughs> All right. Watermelons contain what percentage of water?
2: Jess. 80. Nic- Na- um, 92.
0: Tables. 40. <laughs> Nicole is on the board. 90%. Okay, what year was the ice cream sandwich believed to be invented? Nicole. Nicole. Um,
2: 1904.
0: Okay, 1904.
2: Jess. Jess. 1912.
0: Okay, tables? I'm going to say 1940. All right, it is 1899. Nicole takes another one.
1: Wow.
0: All right, new sport alert. Everything's a sport now. We've already talked about this. Every single thing could be a sport which year will break dancing be introduced to the Summer Olympics? Can I get some clarification? Yes. Are the Summer Olympics this summer? No. Are they next summer? Yes. I'm going to say 2028. 20, okay. Nicole.
2: I'm going to go 2024 next next. Olympics. On
0: the nose. Nicole has now has a 3 to 1 to 0 lead. Okay. Wow. And which year was first beach ball invented? Jess. Jess.
1: 1959.
2: Okay. Nicole. Um, 1876.
0: Okay. 1920. Tables. So it's 1920. Jess is the winner because it was 1938. So you're mm. only 14 off. Tables was 18 off.
1: They had plastic back then.
0: Yes, they did. And they turned it into a beach ball, I've, I've been told. Love them for it. Okay. In the annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest held in the summer, how many hot dogs did Joey Chestnut consume to set the record in twenty twenty?
1: Jess, 169.
0: Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Nicole.
0: Why did, you, why, why did you pick that number?
2: I, I like it. <laughs> it's a lot of hot dogs. Right. Nicole. Um, one fifty-three.
0: Okay, tables. I'll go with one twenty. Tables wins. It was only seventy-six, which is a lot of hot dogs.
1: It's wow! Like, but that's not a, like that like five sound Like a record number of hot dogs. I you could eat like that on a five Tuesday.
0: Minutes to eat seventy-six oh, hot dogs. Oh, dog.
1: five minutes.
0: Oh, yeah, I didn't. Know well, that yeah, part. it
1: would have been useful information for you're, us with
0: our well, numbers. You know what the Nathan's thing is? They put it as a it sport a, on ESPN. I know. Yeah, I didn't know. I thought I they love had it. like
1: half just, an hour. Yeah, I thought they had more time.
0: Okay, I'm gonna look this up. ChatGPT, help me here. That's and a lot what, of glizzies to gobble hot dogs. down. Glizzies. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: have to eat the bun too, right? That's the problem. Mm-hmm. If you, you could dip just eat straight dog. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but they dip it in water. Yeah, it doesn't and that's matter. That's disgusting. Yeah. You have just, 10 remember. minutes. Oh,
2: 10 minutes. Oh, that's not that's a lot.
1: That's still of time. not a lot of time. I would have guessed lower had I known.
0: What object was used for playing a disc sport before the invention of the plastic disc? Tables. Tables. A tomahawk. Okay, incorrect. You didn't throw <laughs> tomahawks. Jazz. Jazz. Plates. This is fun trivia. You can wow some people this holiday. There used to be a pie company called Frisbees, and they would take the Frisbee's pie tin and use that, and that's where the name Frisbee, like Kleenex for tissues, was became the
1: generic name. Wow! And the pies are no more, but we all know the name. (laughs) Jess,
0: you are now tied with Nicole. (laughs) We're gonna keep this charade going here. Okay, ice pops were invented back in 1905. How old was the inventor of Ice Pops?
2: Nicole. Nicole. Um.
0: 55. Jess. 12. Tables. 21. 11. Jess takes yes! the win. The comeback summer queen. <laughs> Sorry, I'm taking your crown, Nicole. and am putting it right on Jess there. Thank you all for playing, and we will see you next week.